A bard was once watching as two armies fought, and the noise of their combat gave rise to a thought. How helpful it would be if we saved all these sounds and shared them with others, those clangs and those pounds. So casting a spell from a distance away, the wily bard caught all the sounds on that day, and stored them for you in a place of great calm, so you won't face danger, battlebards.com. To get there is easy, just type this address. You'll have lots of choices without all the mess. If music or soundscapes or scripts are your thing, you'll find them in spades. There's enough for a king. You'll get streaming access to sounds for your game and lots of great tools. You'll be glad that you came. Get all of these treasures through their prime accounts and get all these things, every pound, every ounce. Be sure that you tell them who sent you. Oh, please. If it helps, you, we'll get down and beg on our knees. Get 20% off the gold that you pay. Just use our code STACK any hour of the day. So ends our tale of the bard steeped in glory. Welcome, dear stackers. It's time for our story. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Uh, Meredith, before we begin, I believe you have a review to read. I do, in fact. First of all, I want to thank everybody who has gone on and left us reviews at any of their podcast sites. Uh, this particular review comes from John Grahar. I uh, hope I didn't just butcher your name, sir. <laughs> Sorry if I did. Uh, John Grahar left us a five-star rating uh, a titled Role Playing Podcast, and he says, As a dungeon master for my own game, I really enjoy listening to the weekly show Stack a Dice. I get inspiration with every episode. We're glad to hear that, and um, we certainly appreciate you listening to this show and love to hear how you're getting ideas for your own games at home. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, we welcome anybody's review. Just it takes a moment to share your thoughts and help spread the word about our story. So thanks for taking the time to do that. And we look forward to bringing you the next chapter in our story. Before we begin, I'd like to uh, start us off with a question. We'll start with Thane. What is Peter's deepest fear? The fact that he'll never see his star stone again. That's or, his deepest fear? Like, well, right now it is. Okay. I will actually know. I wouldn't say a fact, how about, but the possibility. Of how about numbers. an abiding fear? I mean, something that he grew up with. What What is his deepest fear? His deepest f- house cats. They're just they just freak him out. Okay. Peter is afraid. <laughs> now, believe it or not, there's a word for this. It's called ilurophobia, the fear of cats. Okay. <laughs> so Peter this explains is, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Peter is interesting. All right, so that's his deepest fear. I'll have to remember that. Michael. Well, um, I I do have a couple of things that Womberbash is afraid of that I don't think have actually come out yet. Um, uh, There are actually three, but one of them, I think, is um, claustrophobia, actually. Hmm. He does not want to be buried alive. Uh, That's like one of his biggest things. It has to do with, obviously dying in a confined space, no one hearing him, those type of things. That's one of his biggest fears. Yeah, we've kind of seen a little bit of that, glimpses of it, where you're tired of being inside, you want to be outside. So I guess that was a slight manifestation of this. But if you were to put him in a closet, I think you'd see a very different Womber patch. (laughs) Finger scratches down the the wall. Okay, anything else? I'll leave the other two to be discovered during gameplay. Okay. Meredith. Um, I don't know. I think, I suppose it's fairly recently born, but I would say that 
at this point, Tira's greatest fear would be something happening to her father. Hmm. Um, great, because of the great family ties and clan ties that, that she and all the dwarves back in the Delve share, that the collapse and the death of her mother was extremely traumatic. And so um, it's important to her to get back to her father when she can and make sure that everything's all right there. Okay. Anything else? It's funny because when you mentioned the fear of being buried alive, that might also be something that's kind of recently born hmm. of her, of that experience. The, I mean, she, she did stay behind to help everybody else get out. True. Only narrowly escaping herself. So I'm not sure actually, you know, like when I start to talk about that and think about it, it doesn't really fit her that she would be afraid of that. Yeah. Maybe it's an association thing. Maybe. Where, knowing that that's yeah. how her mother died. Good. Well, that's good to know. Any other fears? I assume these are not going to be used against us now. Oh, yes. Your deepest fears. Good. (laughs) Got it. All right. He's back there behind the screen scribbling things down. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. This is Rhett, the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Bensonmum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. After a harrowing experience outside the city of Isling, our friends made it back to the Scalded Dove and began the day-long voyage across the Sea of Tears. It was a tougher trip for some than others, but eventually, Tira, Bash, and Peter all found their sea legs. And not a moment too soon. The troublesome first mate thought to pick a fight with Wamberbash, but quickly found himself outmatched by the intrepid friend's combined strength. In spite of Bash's best efforts, the outcome was determined by the fist. And after the mate was knocked down a peg, the ship sailed into the port of Ankar in Setharban under cover of night. The party has settled down for the night in the port's temporary housing and will pay a visit to the port authority in the morning. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. Me. I am. The red light of morning appears early over the sands to the east, and with it comes a rising heat that is already filtering through the slit in the wall of your common room right next to your bed, Wamberbash. Tira, you especially appreciate the high barrel-vaulted ceiling of the room, realizing that even when the sun is blazing at its fiercest, much of the heat in the room will rise well above you to help keep the air blowing through the windows cool while the thickness of the stone walls serves as a natural insulator that helps keep the room livable. Peering through the narrow slit, Wamberbash, you can see the crowded city below. Where Isling was somewhat organized, Ankar appears to have evolved haphazardly. Streets run crookedly through tumbles of the distinctive flat-roofed buildings you saw from the deck of the Scalded Dove last night. In places, cords stretched here and there over the streets support ragged strips of sun-faded cloth that help screen the dusty pathways beneath from the worst of the sun. Several voices lift above the growing din in cadenced trills, seeming to draw upon each other to welcome the coming day. You know from other conversations that life in Setharban tends to start early, pause in the heat of the day, then resume in the evenings. To the southeast of you, over a thick wall studded with more of the round towers Ankar seems to favor, you can see an open spot in the crowded market district. This is the souk, 
a magnificent open-air marketplace that you heard several sailors discussing on the way over the Sea of Tears. Rumor has it, just about anything can be bought here. Over the sound of unshod feet shuffling across this room's dusty floors, you can hear voices from below. They're speaking in a foreign tongue. Peter, from your time on the ship, you're aware that Seth Arban is home to at least two major dialects that the Arbanim speak. Akarib, which is spoken primarily east of the Great Sword Sea, and Abayid, which is more common in this western half of the country. Chances are that you're hearing Abayid spoken below. It rings out even above the grunting of camels and other draft animals that are carrying heavy loads to the souk. In fact, you can hear voices raised in the traditional greeting, Masala Ib, and it's morning time. Uh, just asking, how would we react to seeing camels? Because as far as I know, none of us should really know what, what you know, these big old humped animals are. That's up to you. As you're grunting our lookout, I'm like, what on earth have the gods made here? <laughs> We've had a long rest. Yes. Any spell Ooh, slots? We have? All hit points? Fantastic. Any other uh, abilities that you have that require a rest to recharge, you are considered back to full. Yes. Thank God I was down at 25. Yikes. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Is there anything you would like to do in this room? Uh, so Peter is, uh, I guess, you're looking out the slit, the yeah. window, and you see these things. What on earth are these creatures? Don't you mean what on Vardalon? (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Vasham. What are these that I see? I'm hungry. I want to leave. (laughs) I thought I was He did finish his hunk of cheese yesterday. Yeah, he ate the whole hunk of cheese yesterday. Can't you tell? (laughs) (laughs) With a stilted look. (laughs) Okay. Um... Is there anything you want to do to prepare? I know you have all your stuff, and this isn't really a a hotel, so there's no checkout. It's just a temporary housing area. Does anybody know where we need to go to enter the city? How do we actually enter the city? How do we get out of here? Yeah, because that guy said that we weren't able to go in, at least not then. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like there's some sort of customs or something that we need to go through. Something like that. I guess I'm looking up and down the hall for an official-looking person who can direct us. As you guys do that, I'm already heading toward the door. I have my pack on my back, <laughs> and I'm actually walking out All the right, door. This is, this is a long room that right. occupies the front, the port side room of this building, and you're on one of the floors. It's a multi-story building. Uh, and so you're, you're looking about the room. There is a door down at the far end of the hall opposite of where you slept last night. Excuse me, sir. Can I, where can I find some food? Uh, you do see two guards standing at the door. They're wearing billowy pants and um, tops as well that kind of hang down. It looks very comfortable, especially in what you assume is going to be a very hot day to come. And they wear curious curved swords at their waists, and they don't seem to understand you when you talk to them. Did you see those red guards? They had curved swords. Curved swords. That's a Skyrim reference. <laughs> I'm like, What? here all right okay <clears throat> uh, they don't seem to understand but you do hear somebody coming up the stairs and it's the same person who met you at the dock last night okay. he says ah my friends it is good to see you this morning are you ready to go we are we are we need to get on our way as soon as possible i need food we will attend to that shortly follow me 
and he turns, uh, his hands are tucked into the opposite mm-hmm. sleeve. So you can't really see his hands, but he turns and he move, almost glides down the stairs. And the whole time he's talking about welcome to Seth Arban and so forth. His voice is trailing behind him as he's going down the stairs. And I assume all three of you are following, following yeah. Peter. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So you make your way down at the base of the staircase. Uh, it, this was a, a round tower down at the end. And so you make your way spiraling down, you get to the bottom and there is a room there where there is a row of tables. And right now it's not very busy. It's still fairly early in the morning. Uh, but so there's just one scribe there. And as you enter the room, he looks up, he has a very pronounced nose and his eyebrows are fiercely black. Um, but he looks up and he breaks into a, I guess a professional smile when you come down the stairs. Tara goes into a rage. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you looking suspiciously? I don't know. Guy with a big nose and black eyes. Black eyebrows. Do you say eyebrows or eyes? Eyebrows. How did I miss the word brows? Did you hear the brows? (laughs) I heard it. (laughs) All right, never mind. Yes, he is sitting at a table and facing into the room. He's he's obviously a scribe and he beckons to you with almost a... Gone. Yeah. yeah. Perfunctory wave of his is this, hand. Is this, is this where we get food? You may eat in the city when I am done with you. Well, we need to get on our way as soon as possible. I understand. What are your names? My I, name is Tira. And your last name? <laughs> <laughs> She's about to give him some attitude. No, 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 She's no, really forgotten this of, time. I was trying to think of another way to put it. Because I guess I didn't really think of Tira, uh, Ironstag as like being her last name more like clan now remember yeah this yeah. is this is a human speaking to you oh that's true i'm from the ironstag clan so he takes a quill and he writes down it's a gray quill that waves a little bit as he writes tira ironstag you sir uh, my, my name my name is wamber bash benson mom please spell <laughs> w <laughs> He, he writes. Oh. <laughs> it's like W O. It's a very long W. <laughs> w O M Burbash. <laughs> Benson Mum. And so he writes. You hear the quill scratching on the paper. And you, sir. Peter Greyhawk. Peter Greyhawk. Purpose of visit? Traveling. Food. Epic quest to save yeah. the earth. <laughs> Secret mission. I don't see many travelers come with such weapons. Purpose of visit? We're looking for we this. We have city. business here. And it is my responsibility to determine your business. We're on our way to Jama. To travel in our country as a group with such weaponry, you must register as a party. Okay. I must have a name for your party. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Uh, give us a, a moment, please. Take all. Uh, take some time. <laughs> take all the time. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> Let's go with. And there will be a seventy-five gold piece registration. <sighs> oh wow. Okay. All right. all right. As you guys think of a name, I'll reach in my pack and grab the seventy-five gold pieces. Naming thing. You, know, you guys want to be the known Joes. as the, the skunk meats? <laughs> no, we don't want to be the skunk meats. <laughs> what about Baby Huey and the Babysitters? <laughs> the Clash. 
What? No. <laughs> the Cure? No. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Oh, grief. Oops, is that copyright infringement? <laughs> Don't tell me you've never gotten the lead out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what are they teaching in this school? Okay. Um, the Nomads. Okay, stop. What, I'm, right. I'm just going with the names. <laughs> the Nomads. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. To name our party? The, uh, oh, the Heroes of Ardalon. Heroes of Arden. Heroes of Arden, right? Heroes of Arden. I yeah, like Heroes of Arden. Of that. Yeah. Because that's what we are. We are. Okay. We are the heroes of Arden. He sits back and he looks up at the ceiling. I've heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> heroes of Arden. Arden is my favorite place to go in the world. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> he... he Says in a monotone, heroes of Arden. Thank you, 75 gold pieces. I see your bet and raise you 50. I deducted that from your total. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I had 269. Is that what you had? I think he's just kind of holding the gold. Yeah, I, I'm holding. Yeah, I've got all the gold. She's accounting. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just accounting oh, for it on here. I have well. the breakdown. We have minus 25 and minus 75 gold at this point. So minus 100. So that leaves us with... A that lot. Number. We still we still have plenty. I mean, it's yeah. broken down into silver, copper. Got, oh, you have plenty, you say. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, <clears throat> we got cash to burn. He writes several things. He writes on one piece of parchment. He shifts to another one. And then on a third one, he signs his name with a flourish. And he hands it to you and says, on behalf of the city of Ankar, I welcome you. And you now have what amounts to a passport. It's a little piece of paper with a lot of <laughs> a lot of Arbanim script on it that you can't really make out. But then in letters that you're more familiar with, you do see the heroes of Arden written on the paper. <laughs> and I kind of look down at that and it makes me smile to see it written out like that. Okay. Who's gonna hold on to that? Me. Me. Okay. I will. Peter, Peter really wants to hold on to this. Give I'm me a the, hero. Give me the paper. I've been justified. So go ahead and mark that on your inventory. And with that, one of the guards stands aside from the door to the outside, where already you can feel the warmth emanating. And your way into the city is open. All right. Okay. Well, now that we're in, we can find a place to eat. Please, please. We will. We will. Um, I guess I, so. We're, we stepped out onto the street now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're on the street. Down the street. What do I see? Let's just say uh, again, it's early morning traffic. The sun is rising. It's it's blasting over the walls into your faces. It's it's red and it's already quite hot. And you can tell that your armor, in particular, Peter, is going to be interesting to wear in this kind of heat. A stream of traffic goes by you, some going one direction, some another. You find yourself having to keep stepping out of the way of various large animals as they go, and one of the camels passes very close by you. And in addition to the strange sound that it makes, you also smell this camel as it goes by. Shoo, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. don't. Yeah, don't. Either. I smell meat, though. I smell, I smell, mo I smell meat, like, mm -hmm. on grilling. You do. Okay. There are some little hand-pushed carts further up the road, uh, although you can't see them again. It's very windy roads here. 
And somewhere nearby, though, you can smell spiced meat. Hey, hey, look, look, look! That's a small bird. What, what are you putting inside the bird? What, what is that? What are you, what are you putting inside the bird? What spices? <laughs> hey, hey, I, 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 want, I want. How many? How many? How much for this bird? How much for this? Uh, it's a toothless older man, and he holds up his hand with several shaking fingers. How, how much is that, Tara? I, I don't know if he means five gold or five silver or something else. I think I should maybe like maybe try five so, copper first. Yeah, try that. Well, is this enough? He he takes it and then he bites one of them, and with a subtle flick of his wrist, he drops them into a, a very greasy-looking bag at his waist, and picks up a stick, a skewer, and hands you a roast bird. Sweet. Excellent. Mmm. <laughs> and it's it's a taste it like you've not tasted before. It's a rich, uh, deep flavor that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As you look over at Womberbash, you can see juice dribbling down his chin. I'll have one of those, too. <laughs> Give me five copper. Me, too. All right. So you each end up with a bird kebab. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's quite good. All right. You're not sure what kind of bird it is. This one has, this one has four legs. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm thinking it might be, I, I've heard, like, um, pigeon is a delicacy. And then so I, I figured I was grabbing a pigeon, basically, stuffed sure. with spices. Sure. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's delicious. All right. So we're going to leave it at that. And it fills your stomachs mm. uh, quite nicely. Mm. Now, you have to remind me. <laughs> yes. Um, we're just, this is just, we're just going through here, right? There's nothing in the city we need to look up, right? Right. Now, you're going to, part of your struggle is going to be finding your way out of the city. Yeah. <clears throat> Which way to Jama? We need to get the map out again. I pull out the map. See if Jama's moved. Hopefully it hasn't moved significantly. Hey, there's like a marketplace over there, though. Like, do we need to buy some stuff? Um, it looks like like everything is here. In the distance, you can't, over the building rooftops to your right, you can hear a rising hubbub as the marketplace begins to open in earnest for the day. I heard that's called a soup. <laughs> <laughs> This is so bizarre. Oh my. <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm looking through our What what are you, what are you guys lacking that you think we need to buy for the journey? Well, there's like a guy over there he's selling like stones. Maybe maybe What kind of stones? I, they just look he like is? rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> dungeon they look like rocks. Maybe he might have a stone for Peter. Peter lost his stone. Uh, first of all, you're not in stone. sight of the souk yet. I run over in the souk, and now there's a guy. <laughs> He's selling rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take you about 30 minutes of yeah. winding through various alleys and past people who are huddled against buildings and so forth. Uh, you see quite a mixture. You see people in richer clothing that are making way their way on the main streets. And then, of course, you have loads of beggars who are out there already looking for alms. Look at all these bags of powders. They're all different colors. Mm-hmm. What is so this? You make your way into the soup. Some of the outer vendors do have these things. Mm. There are plenty of colorful Gosh, spices. Smell this. Oh smell this. It's that turmeric. good. <laughs> this is termites. Simonam. <laughs> this is Simonam. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a big mouthful and then goes. <laughs> <laughs> what was he? <laughs> Bash is getting a hyper. Hey, can I can I have some of the can I have some of these in like a small bag? 
Can I have some of these spices in a small bag? One of them points to a sign, and you can see prices listed there. This For a bag the size you're talking about, you're looking at a silver. Now, what spice... What how, sp how many ounces would that be? Like, maybe four I'll ounces? I'll say, yeah, four. Okay. Um... I want, I want some of this red stuff. It's kind of it's kind of hot on my my tongue. I like that. And I want some of this yellow stuff. Uh -huh. And 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 this stuff right here is like really it's like honey. It tastes like honey. Uh, can I can I have three of those three things? It, yeah. So he says something to you that you have no idea what he just said, and then you we'll put the spices. It up that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot the first bird I see. <laughs> I'm guessing what is, what is this like? Cayenne pepper, curry, and sugar. Yeah. 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 All right, and uh, there are some little knobbly bits there that are probably ginger, that mm. kind of stuff. So if wh whatever you want to get, let's say, uh, what all do you want to get? No, well, I, I definitely have the chili powder, and I've got the um, the curry, and I have the uh, the sugar. Uh, let me throw in some ginger there. And let me get a little um, masala. This is uh, let me get a little... right? Not you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say five silver for all of that. Okay, perfect. Okay. Good night, people. Fantastic. Hey, Fantastic. it's payday. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I've got about five different spices I can use. I, 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 one of them is pepper. Uh, peppercorn, basically. Okay. Is there anything either the other two of you are looking for? Peter's not much of a chef. And, well, well okay, so hang on. Seeing as my stone's taken... And I have kind of used my herbs a little bit. Yeah, I you could, want you to read. Yeah. Uh, is, is there it's an apothecary good. anywhere? You anywhere? do see uh, somebody who has a bunch of dried herbs out on display. Okay. Hey, is that cha? Hey. Cha, cha, cha. Cha, cha, cha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I want some of that too. La, la. I'm going to get 10 ounces of that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> How much That's is five that? gold. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's golden. Can I get gold one too. ounce? <laughs> <laughs> now make it another five silver. Okay. Uh, Peter, you do find a an apothecary, and what else? You're just looking to replace stuff that you've used. Yeah, kind of restocking my kit. I walk in, I'm like, what are some of these? Yeah, things? exactly. You do see some plants that you've never seen or heard of before, and of course, from your exposure to the Green Book, some of them, even the ones that you're not, you've never seen in person, you're able yeah. to make some sense of, but... Um, I kind of have my green book out as I'm, like, looking at diagrams that I've hand-sketched. Like, oh, so that's what that is. That's what that smells like. Exactly. Cool. Good, good. And is there anything else? I mean, you, you're welcome to sketch some of these that you see here. Or do you want to buy some new herbs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to... Well, I'm, just, I'm going to restock on my kit. And so how much would that cost? Okay, I will say this will be five gold. <laughs> Okay. Um, just to bring your kit up to full. And if you want to get extra, that's all included in the five gold. Uh, no, I'll just restock and leave it at that. Get the extra. We're going on a dangerous mission. Okay. I'm this is your chance to see new things. Yeah. I'm going to get extra. Anything else you want to look for? Uh, as you wander through the various stalls, you do see one where somebody seems to be selling traveling clothes made for the desert. I'm going to mm. get some. Yeah. Am I still an ugly shirt? Yes. That was, what's his name? Shirt. Oh, that was, um, that was Jared. Not a, I'm going all the way back to Jared. Wow. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, that uh, was Converse. What's his name? <laughs> Reback. Reback. <laughs> Converse. <laughs> <laughs> it was Reebok. Uh, Reback. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was Reback shirt. Okay, okay. And you did get a, a somewhat normal one, right? It was like like I natural guess I color. Did a, the purple the was purple. purple was a summary. That's right. Okay. I did the mint green one That's from right. Reback. You got more case. of a, a natural colored one. Yeah, can I get a regular shirt? I'm going to look for something for travel and lighter weather because I have my regular stuff. Yeah. Is there something wrong with like my animal skins in the desert? Oh, you are going to you get might be, really, really They warm. might be too warm. They're, those are pretty heavy. They might be useful at night. I heard it gets really cold during the night. I, I think I'll just stick with my, my clothes. Now, the reason I got the purple shirt from the summer is because I was covered in blood from cutting off that guy's leg or whatever it was. Yeah. Have I ever cleaned that up? I mean, are those just yeah. ruined? And... Uh, you replaced the shirt. That was the worst of it. Yeah. Your pants had some on it, but over time, we, we don't have to cover every detail of your day. Right. So I'm assuming that you've... But it's been some time. I think okay. you've definitely yeah. washed up, I yeah. think, since then. Yeah. Okay, so... I haven't, but I know you probably so, have. But what I'm getting at is I still have, like, my regular stuff, so all I need to really shop for is something for hotter weather. Yes. I can fall back on my familiar old clothes. Okay, so I'm just going to look for something deserty. Okay, just... you find some uh, earth tone clothing, uh, lighter colored uh, outer robes that you can wear. And they're they're flowing and look like they'll be much more breathable and comfortable. And that also includes a headdress with long pieces that hang down that you can actually wrap around your face if the weather gets really bad. I do want to get a full set of clothes. Okay. Um, So how much is that? Uh, I'm going to say two silver a piece. Okay. Well, we're pretty much out of silver. Well, you can do conversions on the fly. It doesn't much matter. We're assuming that you're getting cash back and all that kind of stuff. So... Because you're wheeling and dealing, I mean, I I'm not going to be a stickler I about. They were actually out of silver. We only had ten silver pieces, and I have with all the stuff that we purchased, fifteen or fourteen silver we've just given away. Yeah, just yeah, so I you. Have, I have that we're down. Okay, to okay, okay. Yeah, just so you know, there are ten silver per gold. So if you need to do the conversion right. there, that's fine. Uh, you are continuing to move through the market. I'd say you're spending about an hour there mm-hmm. when Womberbash something really catches your eye. What is that? <laughs> What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you see a weapon. It's it's a weapons stall. And this particular weapon is just kind of leaning up against a post of the stall. It's about half handle and half blade. The blade is curved and then it just ends on a flat tip. What? what uh, excuse me. What? What is that? Banabas. Panabas, how, how, how much is that? He consults with the other person there in the stall and comes back with a price of 10 gold pieces. 10 gold? Um, can, I give you, can I give you eight? Eight gold for that? La, 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 ten. 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 I don't know how to count to ten. <laughs> ten. Uh, uh, how about nine? How about nine? Nine, nine, nine gold. Go ahead and roll a charisma check. Oh, dear. <laughs> Ends up getting run out of town. 18 plus zero. So 18. Uh, one of them looks at the Sad skin, <laughs> yes. the skins hanging on your shoulder and points and says, basically, nine plus that skin on your shoulder. So he wants my mantle. Yeah. Is good for the night time. <laughs> or you could just pay him the ten. 
Which do you want, the gold or your mental? <laughs> Where was my camera? <laughs> yeah, right? Mm, let's see. Um, I, I really want that weapon, um, Tira and Peter. I, That's a very nice weapon. I, I look like we have all kinds of uses. How much gold do we have? Oh, we. Have I showed three. that we have 194. Okay, I, 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 I want to. I want that. I want that. I want that. I'm going to pay 10 gold because I want my mantle. I like it. <laughs> <sighs> he looks resigned, but he holds out his hand for the 10 gold pieces. <laughs> and I pick up the panavis, which we can talk later about what that equals to. Yeah. Well, I can tell you now. Okay. Fantastic. It's equivalent to a battle axe in the player's handbook stats. <laughs> So it, <laughs> it's damage-wise, it's 1d8, but it's also a versatile weapon. So if you choose to use it with two hands, it does 1d10. Yes. And it's slashing damage and weighs four pounds. Do I get an attack bonus on that? Whatever your strength bonus is. Okay, now, fantastic. Uh, I forget, as a mystic, what are your weapon proficiencies? Um, it is... I don't know at the moment. Um, at the very least, if it's not a weapon you're proficient with, my ruling is going to be that this level, for the remainder of this level, you will do any hand-to-hand attacks with that weapon at disadvantage. Okay. But then once you hit level four, you'll have had enough practice with it. If you use it the whole rest of the time, you'll have enough experience with it to basically become proficient with it. Yes, fantastic. So let's, let's do it that way. This is a fantastic weapon. And so uh, Womberbash begins immediately, (laughs) much to the chagrin of people around you. It is getting more and more crowded. It is very crowded. I think we need to we need to find a place to pull our map out and check the location of Jama and see if we can find a way. Because that map is that's very overhead. That's not going to give us like roads and stuff. It's not detailed at all. No. Okay, so I say we find. Is there any one of these stalls that would have a map of the city? Uh, let's kind of need both. Let's go ahead and do an investigation check. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll let Tira be the one to do it. And if you two are going to help her look for a map stall, then you get to roll with advantage. All right, so it's a seven. It. What are you rolling for? Hmm? <laughs> to help her? With red oh, she, she gets to roll twice. Oh, I do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because if he's helping you look for one, then you roll with advantage on your oh, check. Oh, okay. I'm helping well, her as well. Yeah, hold on to that seven, then maybe I'll do better. Ooh, that's much better. Eighteen. Okay. You, Tira, at first, you're kind of casting about. You're visually confused by everything going on. Just loads of colors and motion and noise mm-hmm. and everything. And so you're, and you're shorter. Yes. <laughs> so you're trying to peer around people. And then suddenly Womber Bash taps you on the shoulder and says, over there. And you look, and there is a stall that has all sorts of scrolls and books and things laid out. And some of them do look like they might be maps. Let's, let's go over there and see if he has a map, a layout of this city. Cause we need to find out how to get out of this city. And then we need to check our map for the current location of Jama and head that direction as fast as we can. Ooh. What's that? Uh, it looks at the stall like next to metal instrument. Yeah. At the stall next to the, uh, bookseller I'll, mm-hmm. I'll call it uh Walmer bash you're you start walking over with tira towards the bookseller and then next to it something glittering catches your eye you see a metal tube covered in leather uh, on a table and it's got glass at both ends what, what, uh, what does this do what, what does this do 
ah, yeah, yeah. So he picks it up and he hands it to you and then motions to hold it up to your eye. And suddenly there's I, a face I right in see. front of you. That guy's face was just right in my face. What? Let look, me see look, that. Look through this. Look, look. He's been watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, look. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me look at that. So I look through it. Maybe not. Different. I mean, I'm so little though. How what am I going to see people? Well, you see these guys. <laughs> you can look up at the walls around okay. the city. That kind of it thing. It brings everything closer to you. This how, is magic. How is it doing that? <laughs> I I want this. How much is this? One hundred gold. It's fine construction. Wamberbash is sad. <laughs> Will my mantle bring have, the price you have, down? You have expensive days He, grin, days he grins at you and a gold tooth flashes in oh, his mouth. Psh. I put it down. Yeah, I, just, I don't I think look, we, we can. I look sad and I just walk well, away. Well, wait, we have all that, uh, what's it called? We have plat, platinum. You do have platinum. We have three, 23 of them. That's a lot, though, for How that. Much is, One platinum is 10 gold. So we have to give him like 10 of them. Yes. That's a lot for that us. Is. Does he have any less fancy, glinty, goldy, leathery ones? No, that's the only thing of that kind. Now, what you do see while you're standing there looking at the table. Infrared uh, binoculars? <laughs> <laughs> Night vision scopes. Uh, so there is a small chest that's been kind of tilted over on its side and the lid is open and a few things have spilled forward. And some of them, you can see what looks like a stylized E printed on the side and one of them is a leather holster that has a tiny not tiny but a small ish plate and a cup inside of it protected (laughs) okay Okay, michael and thane look very knowing and i'm like what's this what's that thing over there thane knows i know what it is is this a real thing or something it's a real thing made up Okay. <laughs> it's not something I Because you guys don't seem to know what you're talking about. I'm going, a cup and a plate? It looks like a teacup. What? What are we going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask what, what that is. Uh, the merchant follows your finger and he, oh, he picks it up. And then he mimes pulling out the plate and putting the cup on the saucer and pretending to drink from it. And then he puts it back into this leather holster and then picks it up and throws it down. And it's onto hard-packed, sun-baked earth, but nothing happens as long as the plate and the cup are inside of this holster. So it's the holster that's cool, not the cup and the saucer. So he picks it back up, and as he sets it down, you can see little chips of stone around it. Uh, And the, the craftsmanship reminds you of the craftsmanship of the items that you got from Assemories. And that may oh, account buddy. for the E emblazoned on... Oh. Not to mention, Assemories did have like that accent. Like he didn't did he? belong in, in Flenmore, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounded kind of different than what, we're, what kind of accents we're listening to Okay, now. based on Thane's reaction to this, I'm not sure which I'm supposed to be impressed by, the bag or the cup. Is it the cup that has the stones in it or the bag? The, the holster the, yeah, has, holster has, has the, the chips stones. of stones on it. So, again, that's why I'm thinking it's the holster that is awesome and magical. And she, the cup and saucer are just there to, to demonstrate its ability to keep things from breaking. But it looks like it might be like something a Simmeries made. 
I wonder if this guy knows the summaries. Uh, sir, where did you get this holster? And I'm like, uh, you know, uh, gesturing to the holster and kind of going, where? And... He's like, ah, yes, you want, you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like? Oh, seven gold. <laughs> yeah. No, do, do you know, do you know a summaries? Because uh, no. I'm good friends with them. <laughs> if you want to give me a discount. <laughs> yeah, there's no indication that he knows who Asimaris is. It, it it looks like an odds and ends sort of cr- uh, chest that's been tipped over. Okay. That that it's weird to call it a holster all the time. It's what it's, like it's called though. Hol- it's okay. it's called a holster, and it's made specifically to hold a saucer. And a teacup. It's not just a general purpose bag to put anything in. What? It's a slim design that is made to slide onto a belt. And then it's basically just a holder for a teacup and well, saucer. Other than the fact that it has starstone in it, clearly, I'm not sure that that's anything that we... Thane seems to be reacting it. to it real big, so that I'll buy leads it. me to believe that it's got to be something important that he knows and I don't. I'll buy it. <laughs> This item is courtesy of a Twitter friend. Oh. Uh, so it's called the Catalog of Slightly Magical Items. Oh. And Merchandise. All these, all these little gadgets and things that he comes up with, they're just weird little things that don't really, they're not insanely important, but they're just neat. And this one is called the Teacup Holster of Protection. <laughs> Are you getting it? I said, I, I, I've been yeah. saying, I'll buy it seven three gold times. Pieces. All right, seven gold. One more bash, pay the man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, can we... So can I, we I have... I spending have spree. <laughs> I have the holster. What? Spending spree. Yeah, right? Grief. Holster. Okay. As you are concluding this deal, you hear a commotion, and the crowd parts, and you can see a man leading a camel and behind the camel tied by a rope that leads to individual manacles is a line of people like you have never seen before. They are tall and they look like reptilian people. You've never seen anybody like this. You almost wonder if it's a parade where people have dressed up, but as they pass right by you, you can see the scales on their arms are part of them. And in fact, as one of the people in the crowd lunges forward to get a closer look at them, uh, you you can see it hiss at the person. He's just dragged forward by the chains and he goes stumbling. And it's a line of about 10 of these creatures being dragged into the souk. Is that that an animal or is that a person? What What are those? I've never seen anything like that. That's going to take a look. What's happening? Yeah, get some... You hear a roar a little bit further down, and you can hear a drum beating, and then you can hear another very feral sound. And then you see the chain of these reptilian people come to a halt, and they bump into the ones in front of them. And then the, the man leading the camel is walking down the line, assessing visually each of them, and then someone about midway down the chain he stops and points and you can see the the creature just take a breath and almost close its eyes as if he's stealing himself 
And then the man unlocks his manacles, grabs him by a collar, and drags him forward into the crowd, and you lose sight of the man and sir, the Sir, wait, what are you doing? What's he, going on? He's already on? gone. What is... Somebody, what's happening? The, the crowd has closed around this scene, and so you're on the backside of this crowd of people. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get to somebody to else's, okay. someone else's attention. Sir, what has happened? What, what was all that about? Uh, the man that you oh, tapped. They don't understand me. They, they don't. Masalayib. Bash. Masalayib. Bash. I greet you, worm. <laughs> That's not helping, Peter. Masalayib. <laughs> Bash. I, I don't, Tira, what's what's going on? I don't I, understand this. I have no idea. I've never seen more, anything like that. More cheers up ahead sound out, and you can see a, an opening that you can kind of worm through the crowd. I'm going to bash through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to bash through? Yeah, okay. I'm going to worm through. Yes, I know. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Peter elbows his way through. Are you going to kind of stick behind Yeah, him? you said there's, a, there's cheering? There's cheering. As you make your way through to the front and disregarding the grumbles and Mm -hmm. complaints of the people around you. Uh, You come to a pit in the ground. Oh, no. And you arrive just in time to see the man who took this creature off the chain shove it forward, and it falls stomach first into the bottom of the pit. By pit, I mean maybe three feet deep. Yeah, a depression in the ground. And at the other side is another creature like you have never seen before. It has flaming red skin and horns on its head, and its eyes glow. And as the reptilian thing hits the ground and begins to push itself up, it freezes when it locks eyes with this creature, and they both begin to hiss at each other. And then the drum stops, and immediately the red-skinned creature with the horns leaps forward, and they're immediately entangled in a writhing mass of claws and fang. Oh my goodness. Stop, stop this. What it. I'm going to pull my mace and jump into the pit. What? People are cheering, and as soon as you jump in, the cheer pauses, falters momentarily, and then you can hear the, the man who pushed the reptilian creature in start protesting loudly, and he calls out something. So, what are you going to do, Peter? Is. Am I able to attack the red creature? You are. Okay, I'm going to do so. You're going to roll this with disadvantage because the two are firmly interlocked and rolling about on the ground wildly. That's a 10. You roll a 10 and you miss both of them. You... As you start to bring it down, the pile shifts and you swing your mace away at the last moment to avoid hitting the wrong creature. Okay. Now you can see both of them are bleeding from where their their teeth and their claws. And now uh, the people are cheering again and rough hands reach down to pick you, Peter, and they drag you back out of the pit and you find yourself staring up at a guard. Man. All right. I'm maybe gesturing people around me saying... Stop this! Stop this! What are you doing? You know. Yeah, your your voice it fades into the shouting, yeah. and again, your words are completely foreign to them. It's, uh, in fact, you're starting to find yourself being elbowed back into the crowd. All right, um, I get, I'm going to jump down in there. This is not Tira deliberating. This is Meredith looking at her. Thing. Yeah, what are you wanting to do? I wanted to break them up. Okay. Because. Uh, 
you know, it's interesting. I was thinking to myself, it's interesting that Peter immediately goes to attack the red creature because for all we know, he was also dragged in mm-hmm. un- unwillingly no, the to green, this fight. The, give the me a perception check. Okay. Hold, hold okay. on, Thane. Give me a perception check, Meredith. Alrighty. All right, so it's a seven total. That's fine. It was not a high DC. Oh, thank uh, goodness. Through the crowd on the other side of the pit, you can see another chain of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not all red. They're various hues, purples and, mm-hmm, and blues mm-hmm. even. Uh, but they all sport various different kinds of horns, and they all look about the same condition. Right. I just thought it was interesting that he immediately assumes red guy with the horns is the bad guy. And we don't know. It's just how we were immediately sympathetic with the reptilian guy who we knew for like 0.2 seconds, but, um, but instantly villainizing the red horn guy. But anyways, I, my, my aim is I'm going in there to try and break it up. Okay. You dive down into the pit. Yeah. So you can see Peter dragged up and back yeah, yeah, yeah. and a guard, a huge man looking down at him with a grin on his face. And while he's distracted, you take the opportunity to jump down. Yeah, there. it's like I'm gonna try to. That's why I was looking at my sheet trying yeah. to think. You I don't give think me, I would pull an axe out really. Like, I'm, like I'm just you're not trying to down. harm them. No, uh-uh. it's like bowling down head first and trying to wrestle them apart. Yeah. So why don't you give me an athletics check? So that's add your strength <laughs> bonus. Well, that's that'll be a better one anyway. And I believe you have that colored in also. I have, yeah, both of them. I have saving throws and athletics okay. are both. so you get to add your proficiency bonus All as right, well. All right, so whatever this is going to be, plus six. Come on. All right, so it's a total of 17. Okay. You reach in there and grab both of them, and you manage to pull them apart, and your hands are up a little bit higher, <laughs> higher yeah. than you because yeah. they're both quite tall. Right. Um, and you can see already that they're both covered in gashes, and one of uh, the, the red-skinned creature is missing one of its fangs now and then with a howl of fury it pushes you aside and leaps forward into the thing claws rake and the next thing you know the red-skinned creature is thrashing on the floor of the pit and the reptilian creature immediately drops to its knees and puts its face into its clawed hands and begins to weep (laughs) oh my god sorry (laughs) i'm gonna run over to the guy who had the um camel and I'm going to run up to him and say, do you own these animals? He shakes his head. He doesn't understand you. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to motion like, do you? And I'm going to point to the, all of them. Do these, are they yours? And I'm putting my, my hands up to him, his chest saying, are ah, they yours? Num, num. I, and I'm going to say, how much for me to buy? How much? He motions to all of them? Yes. Oh, <laughs> he, he wags his finger. He basically conveys to you it would be a thousand gold. Why are you making them fight ah why um, he, like, he he looks happy that you understand that he wants that he wants them to fight but but why why are you making them fight it's the way of the world are these animals or are they people slaves and with that he goes back and he's already he's going around to the people who are holding out bags of money and so forth. So he's collecting the proceeds of the betting in the fight. There comes a point where you see this reptilian creature down at the bottom begin to straighten itself back up. And the owner points down and beckons to it, and it wearily climbs out of the pit and comes back to the I chair. run over to the owner. I say, stop this, stop this. What are you doing? They, they, they say that they're slaves. 
They they own what? they own these. I don't know if they're people or animals. I they look like he wept when he killed that other. Uh, that seems like a person to me. I, these I, are people. You can't make them fight each other for money. By the way, what's going on with me? You're basically being restrained. There was nothing really wrong I mean, with mm-hmm. what you did, but he's just trying to make sure you don't jump back in. So do I have any reaction from the owner at all? No, he he's too busy collecting his proceeds. <sighs> in fact, he almost waves you off. You, you become a buzzing fly to him. Okay, so we can't afford to free all of these people. What about that? just that one guy? What about just this one? You could try. He is... This is horrible. He's moving the line of his slaves up to a wooden stand, and immediately people are thronging about the base of that, too, and shouting, and already you can see hands waving, and uh, in the back you can see some rich people, and they're, you can see them stroking their chins as they're contemplating, and he has them get up there, and he has them turn around, and he's having them open their mouths and showing them the sharpness of their teeth and the strength of their arms and so on. And within minutes, they're being sold off. Uh, they're obviously, this is, a, in the standards of this people, they're very good specimens. Uh, is that green one still up there, the one that we just saw fight? Uh, he was actually the first one to go, because somebody liked what he saw in the pit. Okay. I don't know what to do! I'm going to, so I'm going to assume that I've basically been let go and so I just kind of like yes. go up yeah. to join these two once the auction started you the guard realized what happened that, to the red one with the horns he died yeah he's dead see uh, in fact after once the auction begins the owner of these horned people has one of his other slaves go down and fetch the body and they bear it back and it's lost in the crowd how much how much how much for one one what one one of these creatures that are with the horns how much for one it sounds like it's a very similar price, about a hundred, hundred fifty, maybe even more, depending on strength. And so, and it's the same thing with the other green ones, with the scales are about a hundred. You can't do anything. You right? can't do anything. They're auctioned off very quickly, both sides. And as soon as they are shuffled away to their new owners, the marketplace goes back to normal operations, and you're free to pick up with what you are doing. I want to leave this place. I don't that like it here. That was the most here. horrible thing I've ever seen. We need one of those um, stinky animals or a couple of those stinky animals to get out of here, I think. I mean... For that matter, you may also want to think about a guide to get mm. you out to Jama. You're traveling over harsh terrain, possibly. You, you do see several who look like they are selling guide services here in the souk also. But um, that's, that's entirely up to you. If you want to go by your map instead... There's uh there's none of those um green scaly people left. They've no, all been sold. They've all been sold. And they were all different colors. Some had bronze metallic mm-hmm. scales, some had more blues and reds. Um but yeah, you I don't know, you don't see any more. Thorough distaste for people in this town after witnessing that that I'm not sure I want to ask any of them to guide me through the desert. Let you right, Bomberbash, let's just let's get a map. Let's get out of the city and let's get out of here. This kind of evil, horrible, whatever that was, is exactly the kind of thing that I think we're trying to stop. We need to move on. 
Sir. I'm back at the book thing uh-huh. again. Do you have anything that shows a layout of this city? I'm just kind of like, you know, pointing around to various things. You know, shows <coughs> this city. How do we get out? He lays out several scrolls that have maps of the city. Some of them are not maps in the traditional sense. They're more like isometric projection drawings of the city, kind of like artwork from a distance where Mm -hmm. you're looking into the city. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's not very helpful, but there is one that's more arranged like a traditional map. All right, I will take this one that shows the streets. How much? How much? Two gold. Give it to him. Let's find a place to look this over and pull out the map, Peter. Okay. All right. You pull off to the side, and there is a taberna. So it's it's like an outdoor eating area, and you're able to spread out the map there. If you want anything to drink, there are shaved ice drinks here as well, that kind of thing. And you're already feeling the heat. It's got to be upward of 90 degrees at, at about... 10 in the morning. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> and this is springtime. <laughs> Boy. All right. So yeah, you lay out the map and plot something of a course. It's not the best map in the world. It's mm. certainly not up to the standard you would see today. But you do find what looks like a, a viable route to the main gate that leads east out of the city and into the desert beyond. All right. Peter, let's open up our map and see where Jama is now. I open it. The star has moved just slightly north, and it's about even east to west with mm-hmm. the city of Ankar. Okay. How far does it appear to be? Anywhere from half a day to a day's journey. Okay. We need to get some water bladders, I think. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that my water bladder is full. <sighs> I, I think we should probably maybe find somebody to help us because if we get lost in this dry place, we might be in trouble. I just, sorry, I'm, I'm like getting so mad. <laughs> I'm going, I don't want to talk to any of these people. <laughs> okay. Meredith is quite mad right now. <laughs> I wasn't quite going for that visceral reaction, but yeah, I'm glad I'm okay. glad you're having it. I'm, I'm glad you're having it. it. Yeah, and that's good. And, and I'm just trying to think, because see, here's here's why I come up short. Because I'm I, I understand that you know outside the game thinking, it's wise mm-hmm. to ask somebody you know to hire one of these guy services. But I'm thinking, but then as Tira, I'm thinking she's just thinking mad. And doesn't want and wants doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody in the city. But then, as Meredith, I'm thinking ahead: Is that gonna? Are we gonna run into giant trouble? And are we gonna ruin our lives? Yeah. We're gonna ruin our our quest by refusing to get a guy to take us to the current. So well, not to mention somebody else do it. <laughs> maybe not everybody believes in that type of behavior too. Just because they live in the city. Did you see mean them, it. Bash? They I were know. all cheering. They were paying money for them. Yeah, no, but maybe not everybody. Most definitely not everybody. We're not why, from here, Peter. Why did you see? Did you see somebody who wasn't sharing? Well, I just know wherever there's people, there's always going to be some who oppose, for good or for ill. Did you say ale? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for good ale. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to the to the counter of the taverna, mm-hmm. Lebanese taverna. <laughs> I'm just joking. And then I'm gonna say, hey, uh, 
uh, is there a, somebody who can show us the way in that dry place outside the city? He gestures with his head over to the side, and you see a man sitting at a table. He has hitched a camel. Strider? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, he's smoking a long pipe and sitting in the shadows. Uh, he has hitched his camel to the wooden railing, and its head is actually over the railing and into the taberna because it's just open on all sides. And it's slurping at a drink next to him. <laughs> you just see the tongue all over the all over that cup. <laughs> hey, we're 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 trying to leave here. Can you can you help us like leave leave it out of this place and show us a way through that sandy area outside the city? Mm. He nods. I'm Tira's just I'm just kind of standing off, looking away, and like you deal with this. Oh, how how soon can we leave? How many? There'll be one. Two, there'll be three of us. Three. I can find three camels. I will be right back. And he stands up smoothly, and you can see he is a lean, leather-faced man with great, deep wrinkles, and um, you can see that he lives his life out in the sun. And sure enough, in a couple minutes, he comes back and says, Three camel, I guide. Um, how... how- I, we're trying to go to the city of Jama. Um, how how much would it cost for us to, to get there? Twenty. Twenty silver? Gold. Twenty only, copper, okay. Only. <laughs> Twenty minutes. You see him laugh quietly. <laughs> Twenty minutes. <laughs> he laughs quietly. <laughs> I like. Okay, so 20, 20 gold. Okay, um, and, and when can we leave? After sun. Okay. Um, what time is it, by the way? It's in the morning. Yeah, it's it it's still, it's, it's morning, about 10 yeah. o'clock. Okay. okay. But it's getting to the high point of the sun. And again, life around here just shuts down in that about a two-hour span around noon. Um, it, it would not be prudent, you understand, from talking to him to leave at this point. Do we need any supplies? I provide. Okay. I gotta run back over to uh, the table. Say, hey, I think I found somebody to help us to go to Jama. He said that um, he's gonna give us everything we need, and he even uh, got what he called camels. I think it's those stinky creatures. And then um, he said that we can leave tonight when the sun goes down. And what are we supposed to do till then? Stay around here and and, and give our custom to these people who fight creatures for money. Oh, I want to get out of here. I think he said that it wouldn't be right to leave now because it might be too hot. I know! Hey, Peter, is there any way you can slap Tira? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask if they have an iron pan or something. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tira. <laughs> what in the world can that be? <laughs> uh, what he told you was to meet him outside the north or the east gate. And so basically you can spend your time uh, getting there, there are, you can rest in the shade of the gate and that way you're all ready to go. I'm going to go, I have every intention of going along with it. I'm just really yeah, you're on playing. edge. I'm yeah. just on edge. So. Tier, if you want to, you can go wait by the East gate. I think we're supposed to meet him there. I'm just sit there all day. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, whip out my game boy and <laughs> <laughs> flip, flip, flip. play some Tetris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you pass the time in the shadow of the gate, 
And it's odd to look out beyond the gate through the, the thick stone walls and the round towers and to see nothing but sand stretching beyond. It's hauntingly beautiful, but kind of dismal at the same time. You know, I, I think I want two water bladders instead of just one. Okay. Yeah, we should make sure we have enough. I think we should each have two each. A, piece. A person. <laughs> Okay, so let's say that you've gotten yourselves prepared, you're all set, and after a bit, the man does show up, leading his string of camels. He says, my name is Feshan. Veshan? Feshan. Feshan. Masalaib. Masalaib. He looks impressed. I gesture over to Mom Bash. Bash. <laughs> I smile with food stuck in my teeth. <laughs> Slightly cross-eyed. <laughs> you mount on your camels. It takes a little bit of effort. They have to go down on their knees first, and then you it's an awkward process for you to get up. But with a hut hut, they rise up and they begin trotting very smoothly over the sand, and you head off into the afternoon. The bleak land stretches before you. It shimmers under the merciless sun, the white heat already causing your eyes to water. After several hours of riding, you dip into a long depression that is home to a spiky, dusty green shrub. In the near distance, you can see the desert becomes more rugged. Jagged rock rises from the sand and you sigh with relief as you approach its deep, narrow canyons, hoping to enjoy the shadow and the coolness that lies therein. And we're going to end our episode here. Did you have more to add? I was just going to say, hey, wait a minute. How does this guy know where to, where to go to Jama? Like, how does he know how to get there? Oh, wait. Huh? <laughs> he just oh. took off and... Oh. And cut. <laughs> yeah. Scene. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good cliffhanger. That's a good thing to now make our, <laughs> our stackers will be like, wait a second. Yeah. Okay, let's talk experience points. <laughs> Me for having the idea of just jumping in, trying to break up the fight. Yeah, um, I think that's in keeping with your identity as a cleric. So why don't you take two for that, Peter? Okay. And Tira, I really liked your role playing about being so upset about it. Why don't yeah, you take? Right? Why don't you take three for that? <laughs> what about do we? have general experience points for... I'm going to give you an additional four experience points for your exploration of the city. Yes. So there's still plenty of city left for you to go through, but you, right, now you have a to, right now you have a total of five okay. for Jum, uh, for Ankar. Ankar. All right, so that is all I have for awarded experience. And why don't we go to Norse battle? I like Womberbash. Kind of just being the diplomat, he's going around mm-hmm. trying to, you know, just talk people down from situations like, well, like to to the slave master, and then also talking to Fashan, 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 Fashan. Sorry. So I, I, you know, just kind of talking to people. Yeah, take one. Take point five. Point five. Just one. <laughs> a quarter of one eighth of a point. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little. A thirty bit. second, right? I would. I can math. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Any other experience points? Any notable things that you saw? 
got some fun gadgets. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking later on I'll probably get some experience points once I use all those spices and cook you guys some up Something awesome real meal. good a little later on. He's going to take you to Flavortown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mus- country. Mus- salmon curry fish with a little side of shana dal or something. <laughs> um, we bought some stuff. We tried to rig up a fight, and then we got our guides. So. I got a panavis, and that's all the reward I need. <laughs> if you guys don't know what a panavis is, go ahead and look it up. And actually, there's a show where they show what this panavis can do. Man. <laughs> I can see you trotting along on your camel, just swinging this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cutting off the hump of your camel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's go ahead and do an XP recap. Meredith? All right. Tira is now 56 points into level three. Womberbash is 61 points into level three. Peter Greyhawk is 56 points into level three. So that is all we have. Again, if you are listening to the show and you're enjoying it, please tell your friends about it. We'd love to share the story as widely as we can. And we appreciate all the interactions we've had on Twitter, on Instagram. And thank you so much for the good comments we're getting. We want to thank everyone for joining us for this latest chapter in our ongoing story. And we will see you next time here at Stack of Dice. The like, oh, the heroes of Ardalon. <gasps> heroes of Arden. Heroes of Arden, right? We're not heroes of the entire planet. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> we dream big, baby. Yeah, heroes <laughs> of the universe. Yeah. Um, or masters, masters thereof. Masters of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Voltron. <laughs> um, <all right. laughs>